on this episode of Therapy Bites Art Lab. Today we're going to talk about zombies, depression, and quicksand. How are they similar? I mean, as a kid, I used to love movies. And if you fall into the quicksand, be as still as possible. Because the more you move, the more you sink. With depression, it's opposite. When you're in the quicksand of depression, the less you move, the more you'll sink. Join us. Welcome to Therapy Bites Art Lab where Dr. Heath and his special guests share real-life stories of helping and healing. Fresh from the actual therapy couch, while taking a bite out of common counseling missteps and misconceptions. And now, here's Heath and the T-Ball team. Hey, we're back for another episode of Therapy Bites Art Lab. It is spooky season, one of my favorite seasons. I just love decorating (laughs) with all the zombies and the ghosts and trying to make sure we lock the door so those brain-eating zombies don't get in and devour our brains. Uh, Sometimes my wife tells me that, uh, no worries, they would starve to death on mine. Uh, But uh, I'll take no offense there. Sometimes she has a point. Zombies, depression, and quicksand. My goodness, how do those relate? Well, we're going to talk about behavioral activation. That's a little bit of a psychological term, but it's something that could actually save your life. It's actually something that once you learn it, you could help save other people's lives because depression is a bit like quicksand. And I have here today my brave therapy adventurer, Sarah, the bookworm, and she has pulled her nose out of the books to be with us. And we have Heather, our official gamer girl. And by the way, just to let you know, we've got something in the works. I mean, I know this is only episode uh, number four. Mm-hmm. We, we look forward to having a bunch of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're actually, uh, I'll give you a heads up, have it in the works to do a bit of a streaming thing. Uh, and, and this is, you know, uh, kind of way after my generation, but a, a gamer streaming thing. How does that work? I have no idea. I, uh, but, but I'm told it's a cool thing. I mean, maybe I can be trained. You can, you can treat your dogs new tricks. And we have Debbie, who is our fellow adventurer who, uh, is now becoming an experienced clinician and, and helping save lives and save relationships. And I thank them for being here with us. And I thank you for being here, too. Uh, I look forward to your comments and your questions. Uh, if you have some challenging questions, you know, hit us up with those. We don't mind being challenged. Uh, I love nothing more than a great debate. But you better have your debating pants on because <laughs> I don't quit. I don't back no, down. No, he doesn't. No. Yeah. No. I'm just, man, I'm like a bad penny. I just keep on coming up and coming up. I'm just the energizer bunny of debating. So uh, it's one of the things I love the most. I, I was a nerdy kid in college. I, I didn't party. Uh, I, I just I just had debates. I, I, was always, I went to debates on the weekends. I would hang out at the student union just waiting on somebody to come up and debate me while I was studying, and I'd set my books aside to have a debate for a couple hours, and I just I just love it. Okay, uh, let's talk about depression. What starts it? What keeps it going? One of the scariest things in mental health is uh, major depressive disorder, and I think one of the scariest things for patients is, is major depressive disorder. I've had patients who've, who've, who've chased major depressive disorder with the medication merry-go-round mm-hmm. uh, for decades, and I, I'm interested in your uh, uh, your experience with patients in depression. Absolutely. Well, I think a, a big, a large component in it, and um, 
it's it's a what we call a cognitive distortion. So that's just an inaccurate um, thought or an inaccurate process for thinking. So a large um, part is played by something called emotional reasoning. So when instead of using our, our arty pants, so our accurate, realistic thinking, instead we are putting meaning to maybe an emotional experience. So we're not actually... Um, we're not actually thinking about what we're thinking about, which we should be. Um, and we're thinking, well, because I feel X, Y, Z, that means I can't get out of bed or I can't do anything or I, I don't want to do anything. Therefore, I'm not going to do it. Well, the belief that emotions are evidence that I should engage mm-hmm. or not engage in something, I, I think is, and, and you hear, I, I use the word think. Uh, most patients that we have, uh, their favorite word is the F word. Now, by the way, it's not the word that you're thinking of, <laughs> but it is a four-letter word. starts with an F, and it's F-E-E-L, okay? Uh, the feel word. If you, I challenge you for a week, just keep track, or even really just for a day, keep track of how many times that you use the F word, feel, to describe your experience. Uh, I just challenged uh, one of the big platforms on Instagram, they putting up training all the time, and they were describing their training. I want to, I want to specify here. This is what makes it so bad. This is considered to be one of the biggest training companies of clinical professionals on social media. And I, I won't call their name. I, I have more respect. I don't want to call them out on the carpet here. I'm very tempted though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, it's I'm just it's just right on the tip of my tongue, but I won't do it. This is called impulse control. Okay, I treat people the way I do, not because of how they are, but because of who I've decided to be. And I, I like to pride myself on that. I would encourage adapting that philosophy for you. Uh, but to get to the point, uh, in their post, they said, uh, uh, "Do you feel like you're a failure or something like that?" Well, if I had a patient say that, I would play the shock jock doc and the shock jock doc. Gosh, that's actually catchy. That's a, I may use that. I play the shock jock doc and I say, I don't know, maybe you are a failure, but how do you know? It's certainly not a feeling. There is no feeling that will tell you that you're a failure. Do you, do you guys have patients, uh, uh, use the F word a lot. Uh, Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are some examples? <laughs> what, what, are, what are all the ways people describe feelings? Mm, I feel stupid. Yes. As if, as if when I'm doing intelligence testing, part of the test, the standardized test is a feelings check. And and if in the feelings check they feel stupid, it drops their IQ thirty points. Right, mm. and I'll actually take it a step further. Some say they make me feel so stupid. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Of course yeah. they do. Imagine if we put Einstein around these people, he would have <laughs> never discovered the theory of relativity. Yeah, because these people would have programmed Einstein's brain to feel like he's stupid, and he would have just given up and stayed a mail clerk. <laughs> Another one is I feel worthless. Yes, yes worthless. Mm-hmm. I love that one because I get to tell people maybe you are worthless. I don't know. We've just met. <laughs> you know? But what's your evidence? I mean, let's actually weigh the evidence in favor 
of your hypothesis, because that's what this is. This is a hypothesis. Let's be scientific. Uh, your hypothesis that you're worthless and evidence against it. And, and we'll get into their occupation and that they volunteer at their church and that they rescue puppies on the side of the road and that they donate to Make-A-Wish Foundation. And then I'll say, that's, you know, that's exactly the definition of, of a worthless person that, you know, that I've always thought, you know, not. I mean, I, I don't think that describes a word, a person uh, of, of less worth at all. No, I think not. that's a very no. worthy person. Mm-hmm. That's a very worthy person. I've had clients say that they felt guilty for something that they did. I love that here one. I feel guilty. Yeah, here's what here's how that works. You go to court uh and 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 you're put in front of Dr. J- you know uh, uh, uh judge not uh and uh the judge not uh, uh judge not says uh well, I have an itch in my left buttock today. I guess that means you're guilty. Guilty, guilty, guilty. And the defense attorney says, what? You're, you're, you're going to pronounce my client guilty because you have an itch in your left buttock? Yes, because my left buttock always tells the truth. Oh. I mean, I would hope that we would not do that. Now, I won't get into oh all the muck of, mm. you know, the judicial <laughs> system gone wrong. And we do know that... Um, uh, people are convicted at a higher rate uh, based on their skin color. The stats are there, folks. I, I, I kid you not. Uh, based on your skin color, you're more likely to go to prison. Uh, based on your socioeconomic status, you're more likely to go to prison. Uh, I was teaching a course out in Las Vegas on crisis negotiation, and some folks from uh, the World Court, uh, the Netherlands, were in the course. Uh, they attended the courses, and they came up, and they were asking me about the prison system, which they actually already knew the answers to what they were asking. But, but, they, but they told me they were quite amazed that uh, 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 prisons in the states were just bursting at the seams. And I, I said, really? I mean, are, are your prisons not bursting at the seams? No, no, we, we, we have vacant prisons. Wow. Uh, we're having to rent out our prisons to other countries because we just don't have a practice of, you know, locking people up for, uh, you know, trying to whistle and chew gum at the same time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. We, we have all kinds of laws on the books and things that are, are illegal. And I don't know, we just love locking people up. I mean, I don't understand that. Uh, but the point is, guilt is not an emotion. Right. Mm-hmm. There is no emotion that will tell you that you're guilty. When people say, I feel feel if we're guilty what they're really talking about is disgust pointed inward mm-hmm. and what is disgust what is it there for well it's an emotion and it is an emotion that is paired with things that could be emotions are never definitive they're not not definitive evidence they're not meant to be uh that that could be dangerous for you i'll name one feces uh if uh you're on a salad bar say it, you know, Ryan's or whatever salad bar you like to go to, and there was a tray of uh, uh, whole eggs, uh, hard-boiled eggs, and a tray of bacon bits, and a tray of broccoli, 
and a tray of feces. Mm -hmm. And, okay, shall I go on? Uh, Uh, You're going to register disgust because eating feces can make you sick. Well, uh, 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 apply that to people experiencing disgust at themselves. You've actually begun to look at yourself as if you are a danger or a threat to yourself and others. And that's what you really mean when you say feel guilty. The uh, uh, Guilt is actually a legal determination based on evidence. Mm-hmm. A legal, you cannot feel guilt. Mm-mm. You can feel disgust. And you can feel disgust toward another person, which is why we should be very careful what we tell ourselves about our our, our family members, our spouses, mm-hmm. our loved ones, because you can create a reaction of disgust toward them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also feel disgust at yourself. And that's what people are typically talking about when they say, I feel guilty. It's, it's disgust. I would ask you, what are you guilty of? Mm-hmm. And maybe you are guilty of some things. Uh, but forgiveness is another episode that we'll do. And by the way, I did a social media post on Father's Day. It's still on Instagram, I believe. You have to scroll all the way down. Doc.heath. It's also on Facebook, Therapy Bites. And uh, uh, Twitter and Pinterest and uh, Tumblr. And uh, it talks about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And it's not what you think. It's, it's a little cliffhanger there. Uh, we'll do an episode on it. It's not what you think. Zombies, depression, and quicksand, and behavioral <laughs> activation. What are your thoughts? Well, another another one of those I feel statements I hear a lot is I feel like no one loves me. Of course they don't. Yes, and your feelings can tell the tale, can't they? <laughs> Except they cannot. No. Uh, there is no feeling that is evidence, folks. Uh, what's that really? If, if it's not a feeling, what is it? A thought. It yeah. is a thought. Yeah, and, thought and what might that thought be? Hmm. Uh, more, let me ask a more, a more general question. Uh, pop quiz time. What cognitive distortions are at work? When someone says, I don't F word feel uh, that you love me. And, and uh, mm-hmm. folks That's listening on the podcast yeah. today, keep track of how much you're sabotaging your life by thinking that the presence or absence of love is a feeling. Mm-hmm. It is not a feeling. If you base love on a feeling then you fall out of love with someone every time you have explosive diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) Do you really want to associate love with a feeling when we know that feelings come and go? They're all over the place. I don't want to, I mean, I would never say I feel like I love my wife or my son, although I will say I know that I love my wife or my son, and I know uh, that they love me because that is something based on knowledge. It's based on a cognition, uh, not a feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd say the number, one of the biggest cognitive distortions, of course, there's emotional reasoning, there's mind reading, there's... Yes, mind reading. Mm-hmm. All or nothing thinking. All or nothing thinking. Ignoring they either do or they right. don't. Mm-hmm. Ignoring important yeah. aspects of the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yep. You know, uh, uh, and, and I know it's not an episode. I'm sorry, go ahead. What's oh, no, together we, we said, said catastrophizing. Yeah, catastrophizing. Uh, catastrophizing, yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, but mind reading, mm-hmm. um, catastrophizing, all or nothing thinking, either or thinking, either you love me Probably or you don't. Probably even know. underthinking, too. 
what is it? Underthinking. As Underthinking, well. failing mm-hmm. to recognize important aspects of the situation. Mm-hmm. And people will think, well, if you're angry, you must not love me. Mm-hmm. And I would ask, what? Wait a minute. You mean if I'm in a relationship with you, I must go through my entire life never being angry. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping to get another half a century. Do I got to go a half a century without being angry if I'm in a relationship with you? Holy moly. I mean, can I be frustrated? You're listening to Therapy Bites Art Lab. Bite-sized therapy for your brain with Dr. Heath and the T-Ball Team. The best advice on the net. No copay required. What if I stub my toe? Can I be irritated? I mean, why do we set a speed limit on emotions in relationships? Now, I don't think you should throw the toaster oven at each other. <laughs> no. That's no, not good. Definitely not. But uh, uh, I, I think in any healthy <laughs> human relationship, you ought to be able to experience any emotion you'd like. <laughs> I missed the joke. you got to fill oh. me in. <laughs> I said you shouldn't throw toaster ovens at each other. They're no toaster ovens. Yeah. That's painful. to replace. Yeah, those are hard to replace. Yeah. <laughs> and shooting. Shooting all oh, over yourself. Yeah, Shooting yeah. all over mm-hmm. yourself. Should be this they way, should, should be that way. That's mm-hmm. another Albert Ellisism. <laughs> right. Albert Ellis, great way. books, great shock jock. I, I pride myself as a reincarnation mm-hmm. of some of his uh, shock jockiness. Mm-hmm. But you'll hear, you know, if they love me, they should do this, they should do that, they yeah. should do this, mm-hmm. they should. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Or- well, the thing that you, people fail to realize is what happens, you know, God himself forbid, that the person becomes comatose. Mm. Mm. Since they can't do all these shoulds, they must not love you at that point. <laughs> mm. I mean, do I have to have full use of my arms and legs? I often ask, uh, would you accept a hug from a one-armed person? I mean, it literally, if, if given their current physiological state, that's the best they can do, mm-hmm. would you mm-hmm. say, hey, buddy, you can come back and give me that hug when you grow your left arm back? <laughs> and not a minute before. Mm-hmm. Well, we can apply that psychologically. What what if that person has an addiction or they have they actually do have a psychological illness or suffering from some type of personality disorder? Yes, people with personality disorders do suffer from them, but they may not realize it. They may not have the insight to realize just how much suffering they're undergoing. And what should we do? Shun them? Tell them, hey, you have to grow psychologically another arm before you can give me a full psychological hug. Or do we give people the space and the grace? That's two of the greatest things that we can do for people is space and grace to, well, have time to heal and improve upon themselves. I mean, don't don't you want the same grace? I mean, I know Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not always at 100%, and I'm glad to have a family that realizes and accepts that I'm not always at 100%. And even the people making criticisms of people not at 100%, well, they it's kind of hypocritical because they want that themselves. Mm-hmm. Zombies, depression, and quicksand. We're talking about zombies, depression, and quicksand. Mm-hmm. Uh, leave your comments for us. We love reading those. And uh, what are some other thoughts, guys? Uh, uh, what are some, some ways that people can help themselves? Get at do, get up and do something. <laughs> yes, well, you know, have have some kind of schedule doing something that is obtainable, something mm-hmm. reasonable. Even if you just start with one thing, 
one thing. Get up and do this one thing every day. Start with that. Mm-hmm. Just just start and start doing things. That's a, that's such great advice. What are some one things? What are some simple things people could do? Getting up in the morning. Get up. Yeah. Now, let's There's break it down to smaller parts. What's right. the first step, <laughs> no pun intended, to getting up? <laughs> Got to open your eyes. Open, open your, your eyes. eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. set an alarm clock. Yeah. yeah. Agree mm-hmm. with yourself the night before. I'm going to set this alarm clock. And when I hear that noise, I'm going to step on, open my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to focus on anything but the step of opening my eyes. So step number two. Mm-hmm. Sit up. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Jerk the covers off. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, put your feet on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh Move, move, move. Keep moving forward. I have an Instagram and, and a social media video about that. And that's we'll post that to YouTube once we fancy it up a little bit, make it kind of entertaining. You know, I mean, I know psychological <laughs> concepts sometimes get kind of boring. I had a, a college English professor, a wonderful, wonderful guy, and I told him how boring psychological articles were. And he said, yes, but when you write them, they don't have to be. You can't. <laughs> and we're trying to make psychology interesting here. Mm-hmm. Uh, showing you the bright side from the fresh from the therapy couch and the darker recesses. I can't get my camera down there. It's pretty <laughs> dark under the couch. I probably need to sweep and clear up some cobwebs. Yeah. Um, but we want to share these things so that the more informed you are, the healthier those neurons can be. That makes me think yeah. of taking, like you said, taking that one step or putting your feet on the floor. Um, the old. Yes. Uh, what is it? Rudolph, uh, Rudolph cartoon? Rain. Yeah, Rudolph where he's Rudolph talking rain. and he's like, put one foot in front of the other and soon you'll be walking across the floor. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yes. That's Isn't awesome. That abominable snowman. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I love yeah. the, the claymation the figure. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. absolutely. Well, and something I'll tell people too, you know, whenever they're like, well, but I, I've, auto, you know, I've trained myself that when my alarm goes off in the morning, I don't open my eyes. I just automatically hit snooze or I turn it off. I'll tell them, <laughs> you know what you can do? <laughs> Take that alarm clock and put it somewhere you can't reach it. Where right. You have to, right. Where you have to get up and actually go and That's turn right. It off. You know that, yes. that, that that Amazon sells bouncing alarm clocks. You have I've to chase those. them down. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Really? The darn yeah. things hop across the floor. You got to chase them down. That's hilarious. Too. Yeah. yeah, get a loud annoying one. You got to get up to shut the darn thing off yeah. because it's like mm-hmm. a fire alarm. But let me that's throw out funny. something that even you guys that's may not funny. have heard of. And we've talked that the three things required in reprogramming neurons, the three things are practice, practice, and more practice. Mm -hmm. Let's apply that to getting out of bed in the morning. Don't wait for the morning to practice getting out of bed. Try this on for size. Role play it before you go to bed. Role play it at midday, at noon. Go to your bedroom, lay in your bed, set your alarm for 12.03, lay there for three minutes. When the alarm goes off, open your eyes, jerk off the cover, put your feet on the floor, go to the bathroom and brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. Go back to bed and repeat. <laughs> then go back to your bed and repeat. And repeat it three times at noon, three times at five, and then in the morning... Don't waste, don't waste getting up uh, or not practicing it. Don't just get up once, practice it three times in the morning. Now that is practicing it nine times a day. And if you practice that nine times, times seven, Mm -hmm. 
gosh, look how many times you practiced getting out of bed. Week number two, you'll be an old pro. <laughs> I mean, you can do the same thing with uh, uh, eating healthy food and not, in, uh, not eating unhealthy food. Uh, don't waste the opportunity to practice better health. Mm-hmm. Maybe that can be your meme for the day. Mm-hmm. Don't waste an opportunity to practice better health because the brain is all about repetition. The more you repeat anything, let's go back to the depression and the quicksand. Mm-hmm. The more you practice sitting still in the quicksand, you're actually going to program your brain to sit still in the quicksand, except for with depression. And, of course, I don't get into the Mythbusters thing here about actually staying still in quicksand, but uh, it's, it makes for fun movies. But especially with depression, sitting still in, in, in the quicksand of depression makes you sink farther. Mm-hmm. If that's what you want, do nothing. Uh, I've had some tragedies in my life, and one of those tragedies was my dad was killed. He was in a 35-foot fall, and he, uh, he died, and I miss my dad every day. Uh, what did I do different after he died? Nothing. Every healthy thing I was doing, I kept doing. I uh, was getting out of bed, and I'm not saying you've got to get up this early. I know there's a lot of guys on social media that think, you know, success is wired up getting up early. If you want to get up early, get up early. If you don't, then, you know, don't. But but get up at the same time every day. And, and unless you're going to bed at, you know, uh, uh, 6 a.m. or 8 a.m. That probably shouldn't be noon, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, get you a good seven and a half, eight hour sleep uh, and get the heck up. <laughs> get the heck up. Uh, but what I did different was nothing. I was getting out of bed at 4.30 to go work at the gym. I kept getting out of bed at 4.30. I was working at the gym at, I think, 5.15. I kept working at it at 5.15. I didn't change my eating habits. Now, my sleep habits... I did, you don't have complete control of that, but I was still going to bed at the same time. But I wasn't sleeping, but I was still going to bed at the same time. If I had trouble going to sleep, I would get up and do some boring activity. And that's essential, and we don't have time to focus on sleep hygiene this episode, but we'll do an episode on sleep hygiene. Uh, the best thing to change when you're going through a tough time is nothing. Unless you want to change in the direction of healthy habits, do that. Uh, but keep on doing all the healthy stuff you were doing. Uh, how would you compare depression with zombies? Hmm. That's an interesting. That I might have to think about that one for a second, <laughs> actually. That's really interesting. Um, well, I think that depression zombifies people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I was kind of yeah. thinking. They both. Yeah. Start moving mm-hmm. slower. I mean, depression mm-hmm. is the zombification yeah. mental illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, yeah. I don't. You don't start eating brains. I'm not saying you turn into <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer when no. you become depressed, but but it does zombify people because mm-hmm. they just kind of uh, 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 lose the ability to find value, meaning, and activities. Mm-hmm. But I want to point out something there that is normal, mm-hmm. and people say, "Well, I, I'm no longer happy." This take me going to the gym. I did not go to the gym to be happy. I went to the gym because that was my routine and I didn't want to sit still and sink in the quicksand of depression. Is it normal to be depressed at the loss of a loved one? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't I be? What do you expect me to do? Be at the funeral home and somebody say, oh, doc, you know, I'm so sorry. Your, 
Your dad got killed. Oh, pfft. don't worry about that, man. You know, everybody's got to go sometime. No, I mean, of course I was depressed. We are engineered to have the ability to be depressed. Let's not catastrophize that, but let's keep moving, moving, moving. Isn't that uh, what we call congruency? Well, tell me what you're thinking about that. Like, um, as long as your emotions are congruent to the situation, like you were describing, you know, if something bad happened, you wouldn't want to be, like, extremely happy and overjoyed. Like, oh, yeah, I just got robbed. Of, That's you know, right. Woo-woo. Like, That's no, a- you would be afraid or have anxiety or, or, or with the death of a loved one, you'd feel sad and, you know, maybe depressed. But that comes with that's congruent that's you know that's a normal thing but the medical profession wants to medicate us out of that mm-hmm. if if i if i would have went to the doctor and they mm-hmm. said how are you doing with your dad being killed and i said i'm depressed here's a pill mm-hmm. well why do i need a pill for a normal congruent human reaction human emotion which i am engineered to be able to experience mm-hmm. Let's, as a profession, stop catastrophizing and and thinking as abnormal a congruent emotional experience. Imagine, uh, and here's a trick question, and I'm going to let the cat out of the bag uh, (laughs) before we run out of time here today. If if I, and I've asked plenty of patients this question, if I could give you a, a, a red pill. I get the matrix pills mixed up. There's a red pill and a blue pill. If I gave you the red pill and the red pill is you would never again experience any emotion but happiness or joy or the blue pill and things would stay the same. You'd be able to experience every single difficult human emotion. Uh, would you take the red pill to stop all those difficult emotions? I've had lots of patients say yes, but imagine you have a child and the child dies but you can't grieve. You have to be happy because that's the only emotion which you're capable of experiencing. Uh, somebody, uh, uh, you know, rapes you or beats you. You have no choice but to be happy about it because that is the only emotion uh, that you're capable of experiencing. I mean, it begins to make very little sense to think that we need to medicate the normal out of people. I've wondered too, Heath, if, uh, Dr. Heath, if, if someone was just happy all the time, if eventually that would just become not happy anymore because there's no contrast. Um, well, yes. Uh, 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 even, even the preferred human emotions require differentiation mm-hmm. to be able to experience them. Right. Uh, you don't know what any single color is unless you have all the colors of the rainbow. Uh, Everything just becomes gray. Mm -hmm. And differentiation, every iteration of human experience is actually in the engineering of the universe itself. Every possible, I mean, we're talking about some of the theories Richard Feynman here, uh, and and even not to get spooky into into multiple universes, that every iteration uh, has to be possible and has to happen. Now, the, uh, the, the probabilities become very, very low with some of those. I mean, the probability of me sitting here in my head morphing into a goat head or something is very, very low, but every iteration must be possible. When it comes to psychological things and human emotions, every iteration must be possible. Uh, otherwise, you become just a mechanism. I mean, I don't think we want to be 
a mechanism. Mm-hmm. Uh, every emotion, and as Heather so well put it, uh, uh, it, as long as it's congruent, it is it is lack of congruency with emotion that is clinically significant. Mm-hmm. If you're going through a tough time, you're really happy about it, I would think that a little bit odd. Mm-hmm. If you just said, uh, I just got in a car wreck, uh, like you, a couple of you ladies did, <laughs> yeah. and uh, oh, but oh, pish posh, you know. I look forward to having another one tomorrow. <laughs> Man, it's just like a free roller coaster ride. Oh, you know, goodness. we didn't even have to buy a ticket. Well, I would start thinking maybe you had some psychosis going on. Yeah. You know? As to quote um, Ice Age, who's up for round two? Who's yeah. up for round two? Let's go. <laughs> and um, uh, but we 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 pathologize normal human. Emotion and mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of close out the episode today, depression can zombify you if you let it. The best three things to do: move, move, move. Keep on moving. Mm-hmm. the The less you move through the quicksand of depression, the more zombified you let yourself become. Then the deeper. In the depths, you'll sink. And one last thing that I'll leave you with, uh, happiness and pleasure are not the same thing. People really say happiness when they're actually talking about pleasure. Pleasure is in the moment. Happiness is an average of your whole life. By the way, that's a stoic concept, stoic philosophy concept. We'll, We'll talk about it in an episode coming up. Join us for all the episodes we post to your favorite podcast platform. Send us your emails, your letters, your questions, your complaints, even your criticisms. Man, we eat those criticisms like we eat a breakfast burrito, so send them on. We just get stuffed on those, and we love them. Uh, but we do value those. We do value those. It helps It helps kind of hone us. You know, the only way to get a great sculpture uh, uh, uh Michelangelo sculpting David. He had to chip off a lot of stone. If you can chip off a lot of the stone from us, bring it on. We we love your feedback. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us today. We'll catch you next time. Bye, Bye guys. Hey, T-Ballers. Thanks so much for being with us today. If we brought value to your day, show us some love by leaving your positive feedback and inviting some friends to listen in and join the T-Ball team. Next time on Therapy Bites Art Lab. Your friendly neighborhood neuromechanic. And we're going to talk about spirits. That's right, I did say spirits, unsafe spaces, and other tales of terror on this episode of Therapy Bites Art Lab.